What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode number one zero, episode ten. We've made it to double digits. How we doing, Owen? I think that means we made it. I think uh, we're I think christened we're, in. Season vets. I think we can just stop now. Yep. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to us. Okay. I'm just yep. kidding. Welcome back. Episode ten of Controlled Chaos. It was a chaotic week. And of course, we're going to recap it all here for you on your favorite podcast, America's favorite podcast, and of as always, the world's favorite podcast. It's Controlled Chaos. Get pumped, get hype, get hype, ladies and gents. All right. So, um, music. We had kind of a nice week in music. Had a lot of lot of new solid vibes, including, of course, Omar Apollo new album Apollonio. Um, Ooh. Dropped three singles, so I mean, it was it wasn't really like a lot of new songs, but uh, just solid stuff, man. I I I really enjoy like even the singles that he dropped. Kamikaze was so good. I that really got me hyped for the album, and then just listening to it um, front to back was just really good, really really good. Yeah, it's just fun to listen to. Yeah, like I said, it's solid vibe music. You can just it's, chill. It's, Capital C chilling with Omar Apollo. And then Owen, I think we can all be excited for James Blake dropping an EP. Oh yes. That was my favorite drop of the week. I loved that. And you know, James Blake just... is slept on. Oh yes. He, he it was kinda it was kind of funky what he was what he was dropping down. So it was kind of like dance beats. Mm-hmm. Solid vibes. Stuff you can play in the club, but like it was also sad. I didn't know how to feel. Trying to make us feel some type of way, but at the same time, rage. James Blake yeah. always mixing it up. So definitely check it out, though. Oh the yeah, song before before is one of my favorite songs he's ever made. I think. And more it's to come from Pete. More to come for James Blake? Question mark? Question mark? I hope so. One can pray. Travis Scott actually posted a picture with him in it a couple days ago. Uh, oh, did he really? And that that can if that doesn't get you happy, I don't know what. Mile does. High Part Two. Mile oh, High was man. my most listened to song last year. It was my third most listened to song, with Assume 4 being go. my second most listened to album. Fun fact. There you go. What James Blake. Hmm. How wonderful. Uh, and then we, we, had a, we had a surprise drop from, uh, you know, the only presidential candidate to drop a song. I'll give him that. Hey. Kanye West uh, with, uh, what is it? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, and I know we had different opinions about this song. I, you, I'll, let you, I'll let you talk about it. First. Okay, so... I was excited for it because, hey, it's a new Kanye. Get hype. I am a fiend for Kanye new music. And while it was not the best track after more listens, I still got hype because at least he's dropping stuff, you know. And if this could be a sign that Donda is on the way, I mean, he could drop a million of these na-na-nas. And, you know, it wasn't really that bad of a track. It was kind of like a, a song to hype up his presidential campaign, which is i i don't know how what i don't know what to say about hopefully, that hopefully nothing more than a campaign yes hopefully um actually gaining traction in kentucky which is kind of weird but not a lot of people yeah have voted I, yet. I feel like that has to be fake i don't know like yeah. i don't i don't understand politics enough to be able to tell you why it looked like that but i guarantee you donald trump is not receiving two percent of the votes in kentucky yeah 17 but you know what we're not a politics yeah no 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 this so. is sports and music but yeah, I mean, I will say this. He's the only presidential nominee to drop a song. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was solid. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, nah, nah, nah. If you change it to, if you change the NA to an ME, it's meh, meh, meh. And I, I think that's yes. what you can give. And I think that's what you thought about the song as well. Yeah, I think, I think it was a really boring song. And I think, like you said, the only silver lining I can really find about it is the fact that he is dropping a song means that more music definitely could be on the way. But that song in itself, I think, was just so boring. The hi-hats were super basic. Uh, the flute beat is something I've heard a million times from Future, Young Thug, Travis, I mean, whoever. It's not really what I look for from Kanye, and I feel like it's just nothing in comparison to all the other albums he's dropped. I mean, Jesus is King even, I think, had a lot better production, a lot better lyrical value in a lot of its moments than uh, than that song. I don't know. Yeah, if it were on a if it were on a Kanye album at this point, I feel like it would be my least favorite song off of it. Yeah, I mean, because my whole my whole basis right now is you know you see on Reddit these leaks from Donda where it even sounds like Kanye is back with Frank Ocean at some points. I mean, some yeah. of these, some of these. I mean, even the thing he dropped with the Lauren Hill. Um, thing, oh yeah, I mean, that's see that snippet is what I want. Out that of that is the album. Kanye that, that snippet we was want. amazing. Yes. If he, I love if that. we can get back to that type of production, Kanye, that type of, you know, just, you know, Kanye West, that's who he is. Yeah. I mean, he's he's skewed from what he was and he's trying to mold himself into a different artist. But if we can get oh, yeah. even at least one more track, I mean, let alone an album bringing back the nostalgia from the early I Kanye one more days, I, I mean, it's it, worth it. I mean, ever since Life of Pablo, everything it's been on the down but yeah uh i mean you had yay, yay was good it was just short yay was solid i mean all everything he drops been solid it, it's just like it doesn't there's like another tier that you come yeah. to expect from kanye like there's good like his label is yeah. good music but there's good music and there's great music and for the past couple of albums it's just been good we're waiting for that oh, yeah. one last great album for kanye and and i think it it could catapult him in the you know greatest of all time conversation i know he's on the top of a lot of people's lists already but if he gets one more just great album to show that you know all the way from 2004 2005 when he was dropping late registration college dropout those all the way to 2020 if he can span his music over three decades i think that goes just a long way in a lot of people's minds and just you know deciding he is one of the greatest of all time oh most definitely most definitely i mean most impactful in my book from for this whole new wave of rap yeah. Um, him, Drake, Future, all these guys, Lil Wayne, just like molding yeah. the artists we see today. And I mean, even we're, we'll, we'll uh, and this is a hot take. Ready for the hot take? I think we're yeah. going to see a lot of new artists come up and take stuff from Travis Scott, who has oh, no, know, I absolutely molded agree. himself from. I absolutely agree. Trap know, music, he completely changed with Rodeo. Mm hmm. And just like, you know, how Kanye and Cuddy shaped Travis, I think Travis and gunner or travis and you know these guys that travis, travis, and, thug. travis yeah. and thug like that's gonna shape the next wave of rap we just don't know it yet like everybody's yeah. everybody's trying to be like someone you know and, oh, and through that they're allowed to mold their new sounds so um sure. getting a little bit off track but definitely i mean it's definitely moving in the positive direction for kanye let's just pray that donda can bless us by the end of 2020 some music is better than no music that's exactly. that's all i that's all i gotta say about it and to speak for a lot of music boldy james i that's who i want to shout out he uh this album that came out on spotify uh this past weekend and i think it's probably on all streaming services but i use spotify 
uh, Manger McNichols. It's an album he dropped on Bandcamp a couple months ago, and I remember listening to it a month uh, a month or two ago, and just remembering how good it was. And uh, I didn't really go back to it because it's Bandcamp, and I didn't want to mess with it. Like, you know, all, all the all the hassle you have to go through, you know, whatever. I just didn't want to listen to it because it was on Bandcamp, and it came out on Spotify. And let me tell you, Boldy James has two of the best albums this year, with uh, the Price of Tea in China and this new one. Plus, he dropped the Versace tape a couple months ago. I He has to be on the top of my list for 2020 in terms of artists. I will say The Price of Tea in China was a really good album. I did not personally listen to uh, Manger and McNichols, but, I mean, you're hyping it up. And you've, you've hyped this guy up from the get-go. I have. I, I really and... have. I loved The Price of Tea in China when it came out. I remember listening to it and uh, – I think a lot of people are gonna are gonna start to recognize how good he is soon. Let's hope. I mean, you, you mean this guy has he's. I mean, I will say the price of tea in China was a wonderful album, and if you haven't listened yeah. to that, that might show up on Dot Chaos Radio uh, next week. Who knows? Uh, Dot Chaos hey. Radio updated every week on Apple Music and Spotify. Thirty fresh tracks, fifteen from Owen, fifteen from me. Just a shameless plug. You can find that on our Twitter at Controlled Chaos Pod. Uh, but. You know, the one thing with Boldy James is he has been dropping a lot of stuff. So you have to beg the question, if he's dropping banger after banger after banger, what would it be if he was just, you know, taking time in the studio to, you know, craft his production well? And it's not to say that the songs that he's releasing are bad. It's just to say, could they be better? You know? Yeah, the potential is absolutely there. And I think he's at a stage in his career right now where he's less well known. He just needs to get a lot of music out there until something finally, finally kind of like clicks with the mainstream, I guess. Mm-hmm. If he's if he's looking to become, you know, one of the bigger rappers in the game. But, but you know, I, I think the, the approach he's taken this year is a smart one, at least for where he is in his career. And I certainly agree with you that, you know, later on he can start to can start to polish up on his style, start to focus more on production, take longer times between albums, you know, whatever. But but right now he's he's one of my personal personal favorites at least this year in terms of music that's dropped. Most definitely, most definitely, uh, him and uh, many others. So then we also had getting back to a little bit of more alternative style, uh, local natives dropping a single, which is yeah. always welcomed in my book. Um, Cafe oh, yeah. Amarillo, uh, other song. I mean that that album, the last album they dropped was good and. All their bodies of work have been really solid, but um, coming off an album where it was pretty good, um, maybe they build into another album, or maybe this was just a single to just be a single. But once again, very solid. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Uh, I remember you put me onto them a few months ago. I I hadn't listened to them before you uh, you told me about them, but for sure a group that I would be excited to listen to new music from. Mm-hmm, most definitely. And then, of course, another rising star, IDK, with the single coming off the banger that was 24, among other songs that he, he popped on. I mean, 24 was good, but I mean, he also had a couple of good other songs. And then, you know, he drops this single. Who knows? I mean, this is another guy that could yeah. find his way back into the mainstream. I mean, 24 did gain a little bit of traction on TikTok, yeah. um, which is, I guess is the way to get popular and in the mainstream now. But, uh, I, this is another guy who has solid bars, solid yeah. production. Um, and I'm going to spit, I'm going to spit a hot take real quick. Oh, and spit I don't it, know how you're going to feel about this, but in this last release, at least it's called King Alfred. You guys can go listen to it if you want, but in this song, it was, it was weird. I don't know if it was just cause I had got off listening to the Kanye song, but he sounds just like Kanye in this song. It's, I don't understand it, but it sounds like a Kanye West song. It's I, so bizarre to me. I could see that. I, I guess I'm gonna have to listen to it again. Um, I didn't really think about that the first time. I'll have to go back and listen. But, uh, yeah. I mean, 
Hmm, that that is kind of weird. I mean, because you don't you don't think of him as a guy with Kanye type, you know? Yeah, no, he's sound. certainly not at that caliber. But I don't know something about I guess the the vocal timbre he's got, or you know how he how he sounds when he's rapping his flow. It's something about it. But I I don't understand it. But it just reminded me of Kanye. Hmm, that's really interesting. I'll have to go give that a look. Uh, yeah, I mean this this guy. I mean, and it even goes back to what I was trying to tie tie up with is that. Um, Kanye influences a lot of music and I mean, that can be set for anybody. I mean, a lot of rappers yeah. best albums or favorite albums was 808s and heartbreak, you know, graduation, yeah. late registration, oh, yeah. college rap. I mean, all these albums were just big, big, big stepping stones, almost to the same effect as rodeo on other rappers. I mean, yeah, it, sure. it's, it's definitely something of that, that sort. So, um, for him to sound like that, that's really interesting. Um, and speaking of stuff, that's really interesting. Just to close out our little music portion, did, did you know, uh, I found this out while I was doing my DJ shift for uh, uh, the campus radio station, Blaze Radio, blazeradioonline.com, shameless plug. Um, Baby Keem is cousins with Kendrick Lamar. I, I did know that. I, I, I think that's the only way he could have got a feature with him. On yeah. This. Yeah. On this uh, series of leaks from Kendrick. That's weird. And his team. I, I feel bad. I feel bad as a Kendrick fan for not knowing that, but like, damn, that's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. man, that's cool. I, I don't know. I, I was like, I was scrolling through. I was like, oh, damn, they are related because I had yeah. heard something, but I didn't know if it was real. And then I looked it up again and it was like verified. I was like, oh, yeah, no, oh, it, it's, wow. it's real. That's crazy. So yeah, I mean, music-wise, a whole lot of new good stuff. I do recommend that Omar Apollo album as well as I mean, everything we talked about was pretty good. There wasn't anything yeah. really bad. Uh, oh, that also that Benny the Butcher. Um, yeah, the new Benny the Butcher album, I, I enjoyed a lot. I only listened to it once, and I, I have to admit, I wasn't really paying attention while listening to it. But I definitely am going to go back and visit that because I've heard a lot of people say it was great, and from what I remember, it was great. I remember there was a song with Freddie Gibbs that I enjoyed a bunch. And, uh, you know, just, I, I am going to have to check out, check out that. Maybe we'll talk about that again next week. If it's a, if it's a quiet week, we can come back to this week. Who knows? Really interesting stuff though on the music front, but not as, not nearly as interesting as things were in Arlington and San Diego. Boy, did we have a week this week in sports, Owen. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we recorded the pod last Sunday after the Astros went down 1-0, ended up going back down 3-0, only to storm back and win the next three games to force a deciding Game 7 yesterday in San Diego at Petco Park. And, you know, I a lot of people were mad on Twitter, but I, I don't see how you can be mad at this team. Um, no. God, they overperformed. They, they had some bright spots. They had some moments, had some moments of flashbacks of 2017 oh yeah and then moments of their their youth and i think that's where they are right now it's a transition it's not Mm. a transition but it is you know you're you're getting ready to lose your core some some think and you know props to the rays too they didn't get a lot of credit it was a lot i mean espn didn't even post on their instagram they said uh astros have been eliminated well the rays won it's not like the astros got eliminated and it's, it's impressive to me that the, that the Astros, after going down 3-0, were able to turn that into that kind of a headline. I know. I mean, you know, it, it was a it was going to be a sweep. I mean, everybody was going to clown us. But if anything, you I I, I don't know because we're from Houston, so we're obviously going to be a little bit biased. But I have to think that some people outside of Texas have at least earned the Astros' respect. 
because yeah, for sure. I mean, this team battled. This team battled with a, a bullpen with a bunch of rookies and Ryan Presley. Yeah, you know, th- this team doesn't have experience, and the yeah. at least in the bullpen. I mean, when you get to the lineup, it's a whole other story. But pitching staff able to hold. And able to be like really good. I mean, that's not to yep. say that the Rays' offense was bad because minus Randy Rosarena and at times Mike Zunino, the team wasn't all that good. Yeah. I mean, they you take a Rosarena out of that game. lineup. I mean, they're not that good. And then it was just really spotty hitting. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I I'm nothing but proud of this Astros team. They weren't even supposed to oh, make absolutely. it. I'm to the super playoffs. excited for next year. Yeah, and I, we can do we can do a little bit of a Astros kind of free agency preview in a minute, but. I just got to say, you know, missing Verlander that, that year, I won't even talk about Garrett Cole because, you know, he's not he's not the guy that beat us. So who cares? He's, he's a thing of the past. But missing Verlander after, after you know, one start, missing Osuna the entire season, missing Jordan the entire season in the lineup and still being, you know, one of the best hitting teams. Like you said, it was the bullpen who killed us through throughout the season. But in that final ALCS series, there were games where that bullpen was absolutely, you know, they had – their nuts were dragging on the ground. Exactly, exactly. And you you mentioned it. I mean, the injuries on top of, you know, yeah, I hate to bring this up as like playing the victim card, but I mean, you did lose your your manager who had, had yeah. control over the clubhouse. You had your general manager who was, you know, like God, essentially. Him and Daryl Morey, rest in peace, Daryl Morey. We'll touch on that later. But, yeah. um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm just nothing but proud of this team because if you look at it, getting down to brass tacks, you have Dusty Baker coming in a month before the season is allegedly supposed to start. Season doesn't start. And now you're in a purgatory. You're not supposed to play. You get out to play. You're looking kind of meh. Jose Altuve doesn't look like Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve is not hitting the ball. None of your hitters are really performing. You're, you're having a losing record. Every The wheels are falling off. And yet you still find a way to go out there, fly out to Minnesota. They haven't been back in Houston for a month. No, they, yeah, they were outside of Minute Maid Park. It was like 20, 22 games in a row, I think, something like that. And this team didn't even perform. They performed better on the road or at home instead of on the road. Yet they go and they play. Yeah. They had zero home, realistic home playoff games. They had a bunch of neutral games as well as two road games in Minnesota. But they're able to go out there, perform to their best potential. And, I mean, you saw some really bright spots. I mean, Anoli Paredes, this guy was not even yeah. on anybody's radar yeah. coming into the year. And now and we're you're talking, talking about, about him yeah. as possibly being your future closer when Osuna oh, uh, evidently going to – when he eventually leaves. And then you had a guy in Luis Garcia – who hadn't pitched above a ball is starting a game in the ALCS, a game that the Astros won. I mean, the storylines are abundant and that's not to say that the Rays, the Rays were gifted the series. I mean, the Astros played them tough to the end. I mean, any, anytime you have a lineup that features a Springer, Altuve, Correa and Bregman, you're going to have issues. I mean, Brantley as well, but um, going past all the struggles, I mean, you had Yuli Gurriel who didn't really even show up this whole playoffs and you had Kyle yeah. Tucker and then your DH, we don't even talk about. We didn't even have Jordan Alvarez, who yeah. healthy makes that team just miles better. So, you know, it, it, it's it's just great, uh, in my opinion. Just, I mean, regardless of the hate that they're going to get, that's going to come. Yeah, but I'm excited for the future, though. Exactly. And then the leadership and of let Carlos me tell Correa you, as well. I mean, oh, that was absolutely. great. I was about to say, I coming into the season, I think everyone in the city of Houston was uh, – was expecting Alex Bregman to be the face of this team and for Bregman to be kind of the guy who 
takes the reins when mm-hmm. uh when you know the, the Altuve Springer era is gone because Bregman was second in MVP voting. I mean, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you think and, that? And he had shown the moxie that he didn't he 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 could weather the storm and yeah, you know, get past all this hullabaloo with the, the scandal. And boy, in uh, this this ALCS, Bregman disappeared. He did. It was it was Carlos Correa who carried this team. And let me tell that Fromber Valdez, uh, Yandy Diaz situation. I don't think we'll ever know exactly what happened there because that was just a bizarre uh, sequence of events. But Carlos Correa's leadership on that in Game Six, just going up to Fromber, uh, essentially telling him to just get his head back in the game, you know, refocus and go out. And they get a double play on the next batter. I mean, that's just a huge spot there. Oh yeah. And I mean the walk off home run too, and I mean that's not to say that Briggs yeah, didn't I show didn't even up. Bring up the walk off. I mean run. Briggs was putting balls in play the first three games. I mean he was squaring yeah. up, and just as the whole Astros team was, they were squaring the ball up. And he, he had the advantage to kill us in Game Seven. Exactly. It, I mean it was that Bregman strikeout off fair, off Fairbanks. And that going was. in after the after they got the three, let the four zero lead. I was like, okay, we're not going to win the game, but let's just make it interesting. And then we did make yeah. it interesting going into. And the who game. made it interesting? Carlos Correa. Exactly. So Two um, single. You know, clutch hitting is going to – it's either going to help you or it's going to hurt you. I mean, you got to make those plays if you want to have a chance. At, you know, and, and the Astros know that. They, they need to make those plays if they want to have a shot. Oh, yeah, and they've series. done it before. That's how they won in 2017. Trash cans are not. They still hit when they needed to. Yeah, and then I, I really didn't like uh, – especially Ramona Shelburne, who's oh, a I saw very well-storied nasty. reporter for ESPN saying that the Astros maybe were forgetting something. And – I don't know. It was that must have three been... things. It was Justin Verlander, Roberto Asuna, and Jordan Alvarez. Exactly. It wasn't a trash can because I don't know how any logical fan who actually pays attention to baseball can sit there and say that they were missing yeah. sign stealing when that the team the draft since April. Yeah, exactly. And I think everybody has. Everybody was just trying to shit on the Astros the entire way. And you yeah. know, it, it, you can do that. You can have your shame tour, whatever shame videos, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, this team's going to go out there and perform. And for a guy like Dusty Baker to go out there and be able to take the reins of a team, be a calming yeah. presence in the clubhouse. And I think he was the perfect he was the perfect hire for this season. Oh, exactly. And you know, we, we're going to have Dusty for a couple more years, and we can even look yep. forward to AJ Hinch probably getting another uh, role with a club. So that hopefully be the White a, Sox. And you know, I'm I hope looking, I hope I'm he does. You know, I hope that, that that'd be really interesting reuniting with Dallas Keuchel, yeah. which would be really good. But I'm I'm looking forward to potentially seeing him as the White Sox manager but as just, a White Sox fan myself just to and moving on, I mean we could talk about the Astros we're actually going to give a little free agency primer in a little bit but to, to speak on behalf of the Rays I, I I don't know how they're not the favorite in the world I, I wouldn't say they're the favorite but if their pitching shows up yeah. like they Their have been is in the first three games amazing. and Kevin Cash isn't lying when they have a stable I mean you have yeah. Nick Anderson that's a perfect nickname Pete Fairbanks Diego Castillo, Alvarado is back. Yeah. I mean, that team is it. If everything, yeah, John clicks, Curtis is a, a hell of an opener in that last series. Oh, exactly. I mean, Yarborough, all these guys. I, I, I yeah. mean, the list goes on and on. They, the Astros had about maybe two guys that they could trust, or I wouldn't even say trust that they could rely on in the playoffs. The, the Rays in the bullpen could bring. Any one of their pitchers out and be confident in what they're being. And it's guy after guy after guy. And if they don't have their stuff, well, then we're going to move on to the next guy. And, and then, you just, know, the one thing I do find ironic, I forgot to mention it earlier, we were talking about the cheating scandal, but the thing I find funniest about that game seven is, you know, who beat the Astros in that game? It's Charlie Morton. 
CFM. It was a, it was a rematch of 2017 game seven. And, you know, Lance McCullers, there was a guy from the 2017 team who came back and eliminated this team in this season where it was so important for them to go out and perform. I just think that's a uh, ironic. Exactly. It, it, it's funny. And there's Astros sprinkle around the major leagues, man. We forget yeah. the amount of presence Luno had on this team. Just the trades he made. These guys made it to the bigs. The guy did not strike out. I mean, that's not to say he was a perfect general manager. He wasn't by any means. But the moves that he made, they 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 they, yeah. they panned out pretty easy, evenly over the time, which is crazy. Uh, but we'll continue on the Astros in a bit. I uh, had a wonderful game seven last night. Uh, actually, as we record it tonight um, against the Dodgers. And the Braves and the Bravos, man, you feel bad. I mean, we have Houston sports, but there's Atlanta sports yep. as well. Uh, Braves yeah. get out to a 3-1 series lead. And then uh, Dodgers, the Dodgers were the Dodgers. And they are going oh, to sure. the World Series for the third time in the last four years. And I think Atlanta is about the only city that can rival Houston in terms of just sports heartbreak. Because oh, I think that the, the Falcons in the Super Bowl is enough for any sports fan to, to shed a tear. Mm. But... You know, the Braves coming so close this year, and you had the Hawks a few seasons ago as a 61 team. You know, the list goes on and on for Atlanta, too, and that's, you know, not to say that other cities don't have these issues as well, but I just, I don't know. I, I really would have liked to see a Braves uh, World Series appearance, especially against this Rays team, just two up-and-coming teams, two oh, young exactly. teams. exactly. Two young teams duking it out in a neutral site. Who Maybe. doesn't Who doesn't want to see Ian Anderson facing off against Tyler Glass now in a World Series? Yes, like that'd be, I mean, Max Freed against, like, yeah. Charlie Morton again or something like that, bro. Like Pete With that Fairbanks. young lineup, Albies, Acuna, uh, you know, you've got the veterans still with Freeman there, but... Marcelo Zuna, who is turning out to be one of the best free agent signings of the year. Um, and just going up and down from that lineup, Darno showed up in a lot of big a, a lot of big spots this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that Braves team also has a lot to look forward to. And that's, you know, that's one thing that this year in general has just given us. It's been such a crappy year. But, man, has it given us some good playoffs? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the NBA to the MLB, those two ALC or the two league championship series were some of the best in years. For both of them to go to a game seven like that. First time that since close, 03, 03, 04? I don't know. I think it was 03, but crazy yeah. stuff. And I mean, you it was almost really had a team good. come back from 3-0. You had the Dodgers come back from 3-1. I mean, it was great. And, you know, I mean, if we could speak towards this World Series with a quick preview. I mean, um, I think the Dodgers showed in the last three games themselves clicking. And I think the, the top of it was Cody Bellinger hitting the home run that yeah. sent them to the World Series. That was I, huge. I mean, Bellinger is a guy that if you get going, that team is, you know, it's scary. And yeah. that's not to say they're not already track. scary. I mean, they already have Mookie Betts. God, made... Mookie Betts' <laughs> defense in that series was three, otherworldly. Three consecutive games with just amazing catches from Mookie Betts, just showing why he's one of the best players. The reason why the Dodgers dropped the Brinks truck out for him, brought the Brinks yep. truck out for him. I mean, guys, absolutely nuts. Um, I don't know. I, 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 a lot of people are going to bet on the Dodgers, but is this the year that they break through? I mean, it's going to it's going to take a lot uh, on both sides because I think, uh, especially now that there's going to be off days and you're going to get resting time. Um, do you rely on Clayton Kershaw? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's the same story every year. Is Clayton Kershaw? Yeah. I mean, he always finds a way to blow it, and it's a sad thing to say because he's one of the best pitchers of our generation, yeah. and I mean, he's got that Hall of Fame curveball that everybody knows, but 
is this the year that he can piece it all together and actually give a good start yeah. um, and allow for a season? Because, I mean, you have Bueller. I mean, the team, I mean, the team's loaded with pitching, and they're loaded. The Dodgers in- are a complete team, yeah. And it's the battle of uh, Andrew Friedman, who is the president of yeah. baseball ops uh, for the Dodgers. He built the original Rays club, the model that they use today. He built that team of Evan Longoria, Carlos Pena, David Price, just building within and, you know, m- Building a team, you know, Ben Zobris, guys yeah. like that. Um, and it's then, a matter of whether whether or not this Dodgers team that has so many big names is going to lose to some guy named Randy. Some guy named Randy. That's all I got to say. Five words. Rakes all night, day and year. Shout out Brett Phillips for the wonderful acronym. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if a Rosarena stays hot, I mean, that's not to say, I mean, they, they were playing. He's unstoppable right They now. were playing it's at crazy. Petco Park. And Petco Park compared, I haven't been to Globe Life Field but God, that, from what it seems like, it seems like it, it, it's it's huge. It is. It seems like it's yeah. just a big place. So, um, and that and the, the Rays bats are going to need to get going. They they did not yeah. get going at all. And I don't know whether that's a testament to Astros pitching or it's just the Rays not hitting. Um, but they need a Brendan Lau to show up. They need Austin yeah, Meadows. Show, they need Kevin Kiermeyer. They need Kevin Kiermeyer to. I mean, I don't know if he's hurt, but they need him to show yeah, up. Yeah, they need him to be healthy. I mean, G Man Choi shined in some spots, but are you really going to trust him? Games, you really going to trust on him? I mean, Mike Brasso. Margot had two homers. Brasso had that one big hit. And they're going to do what they did to get to the World Series. They're going to rely on pitching and defense and scratching a couple runs across, which is, you know, that's small ball for you. That That's old. And I mean, it's new school, old school. You know, it's not. It works, it works. It works, it works. They have their own formula. And I mean, you even saw that when uh, Cash took out Snell in, uh, was it game yeah. six? I, I know I, both I, of us. I was like, what, is, what is he doing? Head. And then we, we said the and same thing. And then more thing. than game seven. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, same thing you could say with the Rockets. You live by the three you die by the three you live by your pitching staff you die by your pitching staff and i think it's going to be really interesting um do i see it being a sweet i think it's going to go five six seven maybe i I could see it going seven i really listically could i could because while the braves had pitching they didn't have the rays pitching in the bullpen you know the the i mean i i just don't see how the rays are gonna blow it that's only if their starters just don't show up but i i I was gonna say i think a lot of this series is gonna depend on where where the different starters fall because i I assume it'll be glass now game one for the rays and game one for the dodgers would be uh probably kirsch maybe probably kirsch yeah glass now kirsch and then uh i would go snell two snell in game two yeah snell two i think morton will probably be ready for three yeah, and then you could. I mean, you'll be rested because you have that off day, so you could go back yeah. to a starter, or you could even go to an opener, which they've piloted before. So and the Rays did that against the Astros, and it worked. So, mm-hmm. so I, I'm very intrigued by this, but yeah, uh, we and can't... I think the extra day of rest for the Rays too is big because they were finished yesterday. I mean, the Dodgers wasted Urias today. They wasted Dustin May today. Uh, they wasted Gonsolin today. It's just a matter of you know that extra day of rest where all of a sudden they're gonna have that full stable ready. Mm-hmm. In, in and whereas one. the Dodgers, like you said, they're not going to be at full strength. They only have one no, day off. Be. And I mean, while they don't have to travel, shit's going to go right back. You, you yeah, have, they're, you have to they're pitchers. You, you need to sit those pitchers in the hotel room and put them in an ice bath all day. Exactly. Those guys need to be ready. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. And, you know, and it's interesting how they, we, everybody was talking, oh, expanded playoffs, this expanded playoffs, that yet it's the two number one seeds ending up in the yeah, world series. And was, we almost had a, a team with a losing record in the world series. Yes. But I mean, you saw the two best teams from this 60 games yep. shortened season are going to duke it out for 
the commissioner's trophy and we'll see but speaking of that uh we we cannot we could be remiss without talking about um that one of the biggest teams in free agency and that's going to be the astros uh George Springer, let's pour one out yeah. for what could, quite possibly could have been his last game in an Astros uniform. Um, I and, think more than likely it was. Yeah. But. Uh, me and Owen talked right after the game, you know, uh, just about what's going to happen. You know, it kind of makes you think, you know, we didn't win it all this year. Yes, we weren't even supposed to win it, go this far. But yeah. You have your whole outfield is out of contract. Reddick's gone. Mm-hmm. Brantley's Reddick gone. Reddick is 100% gone. Oh, yeah. Reddick will not. You know, Reddick Reddick had kids. I I hope that he can maybe retire and go out. He's earned his. Yeah. Uh, he's played his ten years. He has his full pension. I could very much see him retiring, which is fine. Go raise your children, have a wonderful life. Um, George Springer and Michael Brantley. That's the main thing. Do you do you try to re-sign Springer? And you have to look down the line at Correa. I mean, we could discuss this all night, but um, I think. Our main thing was you're going to have to resign. You don't have to, but it, it, it behoove you to resign either one of Brantley or Springer. So you take your yeah. pick. Um, they're both going to be well sought after in free agency. And one would hope one would thank, you know, I mean, Springer's oh, probably, they will be probably one of the best guys out on the market right now. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. and if you just look back to this guy, Springer, he, he, I mean, Altuve was there already, but Springer was the guy, you know, Springer was the one on the sports illustrated cover. When we drafted George Springer, we were like, when this guy comes up and I'm going to shoot an old name out for you, John Singleton, when him and John Singleton come up, (laughs) the Astros are going to be dirty. Uh, Singleton didn't pan out, but you know, happy for us that Springer did. And, you know, over the past six years, George has, been a big role in taking the Astros for World Series MVP. World Series MVP. Guy just rakes. He rakes in the playoffs. He's he's just a guy and he goes out there and plays his hardest every day. He was a veteran leader and he was the guy that brought us brought this Houston team together, I would think. You know, Altuve came up in 2011, 2012, but Springer when Springer got up and we saw those glimpses of him just raking. And then we had Altuve the year after. And then Bregman in, I think, 2017, 2016. So 2016, that, yeah. that three-year span where we just, you know, slowly built, built, built all the way till we found ourselves in the World Series. And we found ourselves winning the World Series. So um, cheating scandal or not, I think it's going to be definitely weird to see a guy like Springer in another uniform. Just oh, for sure. That. But um. And that's why I hope we bring him back at least for a year or two because I think he's a guy where he definitely won't be in an Astros uniform for his whole career. And that just speaks to how much talent the Astros have at the moment because, you know, yeah, we were were talking about it, how if we do bring Breck Springer or Brantley, it's probably just for a year or two because Mm -hmm. uh, in in the next coming few years, you've got – um, who do you have? You have Jordan that you're going to have to resign at some point. You have Correa that you're going to have to resign at some point. You have Tucker that you want to resign. And so it's a matter of whether you want these, you know, 30, 31 for Brantley is what 34 year old guys, or Uncle do Mike. you want to save your money and then, you know, resign a guy like Tucker, who honestly was the offensive MVP this year in the regular season. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, I mean, we, we did look and I'm pulling up our text messages. We went through, um, what we we think our our lineup could be next year and i mean this is way 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 too yeah. early but um i mean you have a guy in marwin gonzalez who knows the system i guess yeah he's a free agent he's a free agent and another former astro jonathan vr shortstop before that's the one Korea. that i really liked um 
So you had um, and played a lot of center field. That's that's where he would probably fit in best as an Astro because if you're not bringing back Springer, I mean Tucker, I wouldn't think is a is a stereotypical center fielder. I'd like to keep him in right, and uh, Brantley, if you bring him back, is definitely you know stuck in left or DH. Mm-hmm. So you said if we hypothetically are able to bring back Michael Brantley for maybe another year, we got a lineup of. Tuve, Bregg, Brantley, Correa, Jordan, Tuck, Yuli, Jonathan VR, and then Martin Maldonado, which is not bad at all. That lineup is still very scary. No, not at all. Because you're plugging well, in you Jordan Tucker Alvarez. In the seven? You, I said, you said Tucker in the seven hole? Tucker in the six hole. Tucker in the six hole. And That's you, still, I you mean. Can, you could switch the four, the three of Correa, Jordan, and Tucker. You could go Jordan, Tucker, Correa. Yeah, I sure. mean, those, those, those spots are interchangeable. But, I mean, you'd be remiss to think that that's not a scary lineup. Especially oh, if, if Brett Strom all, yeah. stays on and helps build these pitchers back up. Yes, you're not going to have a Justin Verlander. But, I mean, you have these guys. And, I mean, possibly, I mean, we've been saying it for the past couple of years. When is Forrest Whitley going to break out? Is yeah. it this his year? And, and there's so many young guys in this staff too. It's it's going to be that's one of the biggest stories of this offseason, I think, for the Astros mm-hmm. is what Strom can do with these young guys because you know they're at the point in their career where they are going to be you know moldable. Where so with some of these veterans, you're kind of stuck with what you got, but these guys you can you can shape how the rest of their career is going to go. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I I, I mean, you know man, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really yeah. interesting. So, uh. That, that's the MLB for you. We're going to get back in. Trust me, trust me, trust me. If the World Series ends this week, which it very well, very well might, we are going to dig into free agency because it's going to be a doozy this year because we really don't know the market either uh, yep. with all of COVID. We had no gate revenue, so are owners going to be more inclined to bre- back up the Brinks truck or is it going to be a lot more qualifying offers, which would play well for the Astros? If they can get Springer on like oh, a yeah. one-year, $25 million deal, I think Crane takes that. That would be optimal. So we'll see. And then pitching as well. Uh, anything's possible, man. So anyway, we're yeah. not going to give you our, our whole free agency primer just yet. What we are going to do is talk about the now 25th ranked team in all of ncaa the coastal carolina chanticleers representing the sun belt the fun belt taking on louisiana lafayette last wednesday winning which is amazing and now they're number 25 what are they going to say about it what are they going to say about it besides the shants are here to stay they're here to stay they're here go shants I am excited. I know that's I know that's your favorite team until you know I all I have to say is you're desperate for Arizona State to come back and it shows. Oh yes. Oh 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 yes. You're rooting for the Shans. Shans up. I I don't know what their their hand sign yeah, is. I don't, I, I don't I'm know. down. I don't know what it I is. I don't know if there is one, but I'm messing with the teal though. The teal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love the teal it. just gets me going. I'll just say one that. of the best uniforms in college football for sure. They got they got Georgia Southern coming up. And, you know, they got the Georgia Southern, Georgia State, South Alabama. They don't have a, a tough opponent besides maybe no, Texas they State. They're going to go <laughs> hot take. So. They're going to go undefeated. Hey, it's very possible. Even hotter take, they're going to make a New Year's Six game. That's a very – that's a fucking – that's a scalding take. That is a that is a big – that's the that is sun. a scalding take that more than likely is going to turn very cold. Oh, Yes. Uh, you know, but next thing you know, they're going to be in the Dollar General Bowl. But who knows? We have hope in Coastal Carolina. I am here for you, Shants, until the day I die. I will be a Shant yeah. for until the day I die. Go Shants. They have the best logo. I mean, look at it. It was yeah. like it, it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. what is it? A chicken? I don't. Is a Shanta clear? But I, look at it. 
It's it's a the mad. Shots. I'm staring at my computer right now, admiring just the lusciousness of the logo of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, and it, I, it, the Sun Belt. It has my heart, and Coastal Carolina has my my whole soul. I am oh, yeah. excited. Uh, but uh, yeah, just moving little... on. Yeah, moving on to college football that matters now. Oh, I I mean you're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean we did we did have the number two and the number three con- team in the country play each other. I mean, I, I mean, want to talk about I that mean, we had too. we had real football. Yeah, we might want to talk about that. Hey, just maybe. Who knows? And uh, Georgia had the lead at the halftime against Alabama. Yes, I will say did. that they did. Kirby Smart and the boys brought it up. They brought it in. They they were ready. Uh, but Nick Saban was and then also. <laughs> then, then Nick Saban said, "Yeah, uh, no." Uh, and we all we we said that Nick Saban doesn't lose twice. One bad COVID test, he's not going to lose another one. He's not oh, going to lose back-to-back not. games or back-to-back tests at least. And he, he he pops a negative test and boom, he's on the sideline, which definitely helped because they would have had Steve Sarkeesian on the sideline, which is definitely yeah. not uh not not Nick Saban. And that, that's no, not a knock on not Nick Saban. that's not a knock on Steve Sarkeesian. It's just, you know, Nick Saban's yeah. Nick Saban. Yeah. Um so yeah, we had a very it was a really good game, I guess. Uh, you know, it, it had its moments, but um, that first minute was nuts. There were two turnovers in the first minute. I know, absolutely bonkers stuff. Uh, but they win and, uh, Bama, Bama, Bama's showing how they're Bama and, you know, with the big 10 coming up, which we're going to get into, uh, who knows, man? I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I think that's one thing we can say about all sports just in general is that they're all crazy. Yeah. There's no sure. I mean, there's no shortage of We can talk about the SEC some more, a bunch, a bunch more, you know, it's been the theme of this season, or at least how we predicted it was going to go when we got into the season. The SEC is going to cannibalize itself. Exactly. And And what did we see this week? We saw SEC cannibalizing itself. Yeah. Cannibalized itself. Uh, Bo so, Nix, I mean, Bo Nix made poo poo in his pants and <laughs> offered to <laughs> offer could pull it out. So, yeah. uh, and then Tennessee, Tennessee against Kentucky. God, that was, oh, that, that was, that was the very ugly game. And I remember they had those two pick sixes in a minute and there were all the live betters on Twitter saying, you know, that's not going to keep happening. You know, live bet, live bet, Tennessee, they're going to come back. This won't last. And then what did, what did Kentucky do? They went out in the second half and they shut out Tennessee. So, and I mean, Dude, like like we said, we've said this since the SEC started. They're going yeah, to cannibalize I mean, themselves, and look at it. I mean, a lot of five hundred teams. You, team ha- left, you have what? One, two, three, four, five. You have five teams at five hundred, and everybody. You yeah. have LSU below five hundred, Ole Miss below five hundred. Bama is the sole undefeated team now. Exactly, but you got to yeah. think that they're they're going to run into a team like. I could definitely see this year as Auburn beating them in the Iron Bowl. Oh, I was gonna, I was about to say the Iron Bowl. Bo I mean, Nix is gonna and if have you're, his, if you're have the his co- signature moment. If you're the committee, does a one loss SEC team make it? You know, and I think at this point the answer is yes, especially after watching North Carolina this past week. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, clearly showed that they weren't really a top five team. Mm-mm. And but, that, that helps Notre Dame's schedule a little bit. It would have helped them more if if North Carolina was actually like building up momentum but um florida state it, it at least makes it an easier road yeah i mean who would have expected florida state because i mean notre dame just went out and and they put handedly beat them state. so yeah uh but speaking of notre dame they just barely escaped a game against yeah. the the cardinals of louisville which was kind of surprising kind of not surprising i mean you can't you don't really don't know what you're getting from louisville and you know they showed up they showed up i'll yeah. give respect to louisville their they defense, showed up. especially their red zone defense on us was uh, skin tight 
Exactly. But if you're the offense, if you're Tommy Reese and you're uh, Ian Book, I mean, you got to figure it out. You've got, yeah, I mean, you've got you have, you have Clemson in a couple of weeks. You have Clemson in a couple of weeks, and I mean, your season is defined by that one game, in my yeah. opinion. In my book, and I guess need... I guess that's the silver lining of this Louisville game is Notre Dame still comes out with a win. Georgia loses ahead of them, so you still gain a spot in the rankings. And you know, this this offense knows what they need to knows what they need to look for. Kyron Williams is a stud. Keep giving him the ball, but when you get into the red zone, how are you going to find a way to score a touchdown? Exactly, because that was just I, it was absolutely something they just could not find a way to do this week. And I mean, don't sleep on Pittsburgh. I mean, Pitt's a really good team. Yeah, they have them Pittsburgh this week. Kept it close against Miami. Mm-hmm, exactly. Only it, lost by I think twelve. If if Pitt if they show up and pretend like they can just walk all over Pitt, they have another thing coming. Now, oh yeah. Uh, that that's I mean, we could talk about Georgia Tech, who Clemson just uh, it didn't even look like it was like <laughs> it's embarrassment uh, for people that are listening not from Texas. There's a team in Texas called Alito. And uh, they're just a little small school, Alito, Texas, and they just go out and they put up 70, 80 points pretty much every game. And that's yeah. what Clemson did to Georgia Tech this past week. I think what was the final yeah. score like 70, 73 to seven. Yeah, I mean, that's that's 10 touchdowns in your face <laughs> yeah. and um, respect your boy, Sam Ellinger. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, respect, I was, but I, was about I mean, to say the same thing. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, and yeah. we, we can't really rest our laurels on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the guy's just a dog. And if he goes out there and performs like it was that easy against a team like Notre Dame, it's going to oh, be yeah. ugly. If Clemson, if Clemson wins out, Trevor Lawrence is the consensus Heisman winner. And I think that's a very possible thing at this point. But. Oh, most definitely. But you look at Notre Dame's schedule ahead. I mean, you have Pitt, and then you have Georgia Tech, which is going to be kind of an easy game. I'm not going to say that, knock on wood, that it is. And then you have Clemson, and then another decent game with former quarterback Phil Jerkovic and Boston College coming oh, yeah. in. And then you get revenge North... tour for Phil. Mm-hmm. And then North Carolina, Syracuse, Wake Forest. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. And then we also, once again, I'm not going to bring it up, third week in the row, the Pac 12's coming back, and Arizona State. Is coming back. Yeah. They're knocking on the doorstep. They are. And I'm hyped. Who knows? I mean, if they can go out there week one and show me something and beat USC. Who knows? Who knows? Big noon kickoff. I'm ready. I'm waking up at 4 a.m. I'm pumped. I'm hyped. Let's go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, you know, it's so crazy. It really is chaotic in the world of college football just because we don't have everybody playing. Like we're waiting for teams to play and then we're watching yeah. these conference schedules just eat up teams like and we do have the big 10 back this week and exactly we do Uh, we get a little bit of michigan minnesota let's go i'm gonna row the boat that's my hot take i'm rowing the boat i'm going with my my boys i'm going with the gophers against uncle jimmy who knows they look good last year they did they did pj fleck pj fleck be scared this is this is harbaugh's year i think harbaugh's on his last limb oh yeah as, as the coach of Michigan. And then you can even go back. I mean, if Harbaugh's not going to get you to the promised land, who is? Yeah. We said that with Tom Herman. We said that with Jimbo Fisher. I mean, these are the guys, you know? These yeah. are the guys that you want to go up. These are the guys that are... The tippity top. Exactly. These are your A-tier coaches. So if they're not going to win, who is? Who are you going to yeah. hire that's better? So it'll be interesting. I, I don't know. PJ Flex, my guy. And I'll say that. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what a little Big Ten action is going to do for the, the rankings, and we'll see. But 
one sport where there is not rankings and there's just standings is the NFL. And we got double Monday night football tonight. It's going to be really interesting. Or I, I, I mean, I don't know as you listen to this, the chiefs bills game is probably already going on right now. Um, yeah. and then we have it's just par- so weird to have such an early game. I know it's crazy, especially on a Monday. You would think they would just yeah. try to duel it together, but, uh, nonetheless, we get a little early Monday night football or at least early in my book. Cause I think the game's at, uh, one o'clock so, in Arizona. I think it's, I think it's two Pacific. Maybe I, I feel like it's four o'clock central. I don't know. So, I but mean, it's an, it's an early game. You're going to have people getting home from work and there's just going to be a football game. Yeah. Grab some brunch and enjoy some pigskin. Who knows? There you go. Um, uh, well, I, just a primer for this game. I don't know. I mean, uh, Josh, two four and one teams. Yeah, both I think it's going to be good. I, I mean, it depends on how the Bills defense holds up. If Josh Allen can play like Josh Allen, I think they have they have a, they have a fighter's chance. But yeah, I mean, the same thing about Patrick Mahomes, especially with Le'Veon Bell, who probably won't be getting as many carries this yeah, week. Yeah, I, I doubt he'll um, make much so, of an impact if any this week. Prayers for my fantasy but. team that Clyde Edwards Hilaire just goes off, as well as Josh Allen. That'd be great. I would enjoy it. Um, and then we got a little, little Cardinals Cowboys action in the first game as a starter for the, the red rocket, the red rifle, uh, Andy yeah. Dalton, and then K one with the F one speed, Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins. So, and I gotta say, I wish the chiefs game was prime time just because oh, yeah. I think this Cardinals Cowboys game pales in comparison. It's not really a rivalry. Neither of the teams are, you know, top yeah. tier. This is just like, but I guess, I guess Andy Dalton's first game is a storyline. You've got. DeAndre Hopkins, you've got it, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. You've got some stars in prime time. Any, least, any game but... DeAndre Hopkins is playing, you want to watch. And yeah. Respect to Hop. Respect, respect, respect. We miss you, bud. Don't think we don't. We do. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, his former team, the Texans, in their second game under Romeo Cornell, the oldest coach in NFL history. Is that right, I think? Um, I think yeah, so. A big, big old guy. 73. 73. Big old guy. Uh. The Titans remained undefeated after the Texans. I, I mean, you could say that they blew the game. They but, blew it. Uh, yeah, your defense has to make plays. Uh, Deshaun Watson did out there, and it was a mockery of what the NFL overtime rules are. Um, for for Deshaun, for a, a dynamic player in Deshaun Watson to yeah. not be able to at least battle and, back. And you saw, it, you saw it in his reaction when he lost the coin toss yeah, before like, overtime. He knew aw. the game was over, especially with the way that defense was just letting Derrick Henry run all over them. And he yeah, did. What, 200, 260 yards from scrimmage or something yeah, ridiculous. 96-yard touchdowns? Nuts. It was absolutely Nine, 96, 94, something in there. Oh my gosh. Uh, the guy was just off to the races. And he's, Derrick, he's Derrick Henry, he's an immovable object. He's going to run right through you. And uh, the, the defense showed spots, uh, special teams with the blocked field goal, which was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, a nice. couple of a strip sack from JJ Watt, which was nice. But, uh, I think you saw a team that, you know, I think Romeo Cornell made the right decision in going for two. Cause that would have put the game on ice, but, um, uh, right play call. Probably not. Tim Kelly has to do a better job of that. Uh, you yeah. saw a, a nice long touchdown pass to Will Fuller. Um, something you love to see as a Texans fan. You're starting to see them slowly, but surely get their identity back. Um, mm. I don't know if they have it, but. I mean, they're showing a little bit more of a pulse than they did the first couple of weeks of the season yeah. now with Cornell. They're what, one and one and five now? Yeah. Uh, definitely not what you want to see, but the last two games have been promising, I guess. And I mean, the schedule gets a little easier from now. I, I yeah, think it sure. does. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I it, mean, it's not playing the Chiefs and Ravens. Week yeah, I mean, that that was a recipe for disaster from the get-go. That's, that's an 0-2 start for anyone, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, so uh, we'll see from that. Uh, eh, something to build on. Big ups, Mike Vrabel. 
Yeah. Um, the the Col- other team in the AFC South that matters, the Colts. Yeah. The Colts, they, they had a little comeback. Shout out to uh, they, they escaped to Big Daddy Phil. You know, Fox Sports ran a graphic, which was really interesting. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rivers, nine children, Baker Mayfield, zero. Or Joe was Burrow. it Baker? Yeah. Or, no, it was Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Bengals. Burrow. Yeah, that was the Bengals game. Yeah. Nine children Compared for Philip. Zero. zero for Joe. I mean, and I mean that's the heavy on. hit. That's the heavy hitting stats. If you want to be a statistician, you got to know that stuff. You know, absolutely. That, that's the big. That's that's why they get Should paid be the big bucks. Nine children. I mean, that's a whole Sprinter van. I mean, he's he he Heck. has a an extended Toyota Sienna. I, I'm just I'm picturing Ooh. that in my mind. That's that's what you would call a swagger swagger I can see wagon. Papa Phil in there. Oh yeah, captain's chair, everything. Little DVD player, little Blu-ray in the background for the kids. You know. Oh yeah. A little bit of. Oh, yeah. A little bit of Shrek in the background. A little Toy Story act. Maybe some Monsters Inc. Who knows? It's an extended. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Crazy stuff. But they came but, back. But you know, they were down what twenty-one nothing. I think in in the first half they gave up twenty-one to Burrow really fast. It was in like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like beginning of the second quarter, and then. I, I, I knew this because I had the Colts defense on my fantasy team. Uh, and I was just watching it and I was like, oh God, this is the week where they're gonna they're gonna lose and this defense is gonna become, you know, unwatchable. But after those first three scores they gave up, they were, you know, back to their old form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there there were calls to bench Phillip Rivers a little bit and uh yeah, he, he went out and performed. He went out today. and performed how he should. And I mean that's the reason why you go out and sign him. I mean Jacoby Brissett, uh I'm sure does not feel the best. And, you know, after having a, a decent year as quarterback, uh, yeah. is, is he your starter of the future? Probably not. Um, but neither is Phillip rivers either. So, I mean, who knows no. what we're going to see? Uh, AFC South is crazy. Um, but we did, what, what we did see is the Falcons get their first win, which is, you know, Falcons and the giants, this something, week. something you love to see and Got the giants too, wins. which is, you know, Hey, Hey, howdy. Hey, how are we doing today? Every team except the jets has a win now. And speaking, and of I that, think we can safely say, I think the Jets are an zero and sixteen team. And that that's a sad thing to say. Looking at their schedule, I don't see a team they can beat. When I don't think there's a team they can beat. When does Adam Gase get fired? <laughs> should have been about a year and a half. Ago. I, I mean, he shouldn't have never been hired. Uh, but, yeah, but that that introductory press conference, he should have just been fired after that. Yeah, when he's making all those weird faces. And uh, in the words of the late Juice World, "Goodbye and good riddance." Uh, yes, hopefully. Uh, we also saw in that game Tua Tagovailoa getting his first action since uh, having that bad injury. Uh, Tua time, I'm down. You for love it. to see it as a football fan. Oh yeah, uh, he's yeah, the guy. They showed the, future... the they showed the picture of him on the 15 yard line after that uh, FaceTiming his parents. That was really cool. That was awesome. And even having Ryan Fitzpatrick get hype for him. I mean, this guy Fitzpatrick yeah. has been one of the uh, most underrated veteran quarterbacks. I think we can oh, yeah. safely say that he he's gone one out of the best and performed. Teammates. Yeah, just a good teammate. You know, I met the guy. Fun fact for you. I met the guy. Uh, oh, man. 2014. Yeah. There was this little clinic for kids. Showed oh. out. Showed up. It was cool. Yeah, He's just a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, for him to cheer on Tua, um, it's good. And, I mean, it was a nice glimpse into the future for Dolphins fans. But, I mean, they, yeah, they're, was... having, they're having a good – and it almost as kind of as surprising as the Bears at 5-1. and one. Good God. Yeah. Nick Foles, big dick, big dick Nick, big dick Nick, man. Hey, howdy, hey, he's a champ. He's a champ. He is, he is, and you know, the Bears are the Bears. I guess I don't know. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna trust in their defense, but I mean, if Nick Foles can just please, I mean, that's that's all Mitch Trubisky had to be was serviceable, and yeah. you know, 
that's Nick Foles for you. He's serviceable, and you know if they can go out there and you know be like, eh, they'll have defense. a nice record. They'll have a nice record. Um, defense. We It'll also take places. We saw we saw Baker Mayfield get benched for former Coog, former Texan, former a lot of places. Ch- Case Keenum. Oh man, comes into the game, but man, oh man, not enough as the Steelers won, but. I think we saw Mayfield bench. He was banged up going into the week. You know, he wasn't in the best of spirits and uh, it might've just been smart for, you know, them to just put in Keenum this week, but uh, Baker tested it out. Didn't really show that show show. He didn't really show anybody anything. And um, we got, we got case Keenum and we love case Keenum. Who doesn't case Keenum will always have a home in Houston if he would like, Uh, but yeah, Steelers, another undefeated team, which is crazy. Um, and we also saw another big comeback with the Eagles against the Ravens in the most improbable came of ways. Up, came up a little bit short, yeah. And uh, yeah, but ah, you know, Eagles. Uh, I, 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 hey, but shout out Travis Fulgham. Yeah, on a, big, on big a shout out. Positive note for the Eagles because the Eagles don't have much to to look out in the positive light this but they, season. But they so do far. have tra- Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. Old Dominion University. Big old, big old U guy. He looks he solid. Looks, looks solid. Looks solid. Uh, another team got their first win. We talked about uh, the Falcons getting their first win. How about the Giants and yeah. Danny Dimes getting the oh, dub? Yeah. What do you know? What do you know? Hey, I, I'm happy for him. I'm the happy for him. I mean, they, Giants Giants fans have been through a lot. Oh, yeah. I and mean, they're going to continue to be through a lot. It's going to be a lot for Saquon's a long back. time until yeah. Saquon's back. And is your, is Daniel Jones the quarterback of the future? Ah, you got to hope so after spending such a high draft pick on him. But eh, who knows? Who knows with the Giants? Who knows with New York football teams? Maybe yeah. they just suck. Maybe they're just bound to suck. And then our last Possible. our last thing was uh, uh, we got a little, little eight field goal game. And the Broncos and the Pats. Oh boy! The Broncos beating Bill Belichick. Mm. Shout out! Shout out the ghost of Peyton Manning. Oh yeah, Drew Drew Locke d- definitely didn't have that in him. I'm not gonna lie, he didn't play very well. And six had, field goals. Shout yeah. out Brandon McManus. If you had McManus, that's the guy we need to be shouting. Out. Only four percent on rosters in ESPN fantasy, but if hey, you, he, he if, was talking if, about if it you, too. If you have McManus on your fantasy roster, probably you got twenty four big points. And that's something I can't say as my boy Rodrigo Blankenship only gave me eight points. Yeah, I had Goskowski um, pick up two. So. So, oh, hey. as we're recording the pod, Kanye West and DaBaby are coming out with a track. Uh, just a little quick breaking news oh, wow. for you. Um, who knows? Kanye West and DaBaby. I don't know. Hey. Uh, getting back on track. Uh, Sunday Night Football was, eh, it was okay. Yeah, nothing too crazy. I, I think I think it was a big game for Jimmy Garoppolo to come back and show out, and he did that. Mm-hmm. And he did, which was solid. Uh, the Bucks, though. How about how about Tom Brady? What happened to Aaron Rodgers? He, yeah, I don't I, I, I don't know what happened there. I I will say though, Aaron Rodgers with a solid touchdown celebration, little Hingle McCringleberry. Oh, yeah, shout out Key and Peel, Hingle McCringleberry, little pump action. Pump, pump, pump it up. Is he on his Reebok pumps? Is he gonna is he gonna pump the shoes up? Who knows. Uh, but yeah, how about it? How about it for the Bucks and Tom getting a big win Man. over the undefeated pack? Go pack, go, go Tom, go. Who knows? And I mean, look, I mean, we have, we, we touched on it on hump day, but Le'Veon Bell is now a member of the Chiefs. We talked about it looking forward to tonight's Monday night football game, but 
I mean, that that's a scary run. That, that's like KD going, uh, not on the same level as maybe like a DeMarcus Cousins going to the Warriors, you know, like. Yeah. It's I, I like I like that comparison. Mm-hmm. That was like, a good comparison. I'm not going to go to KD because that'd be like DeAndre Hopkins going to the Chiefs. But um, then that's just DeAndre Hopkins being DeAndre Hopkins. But the DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, a solid complimentary back uh, who has the potential to just be a dog. And yeah. if he shows up for them. The Chiefs aren't paying him that much money, so I mean, it's just a show me year for him. Yeah. I could mean, be the could be the red zone target they've been looking for, or the red zone back they've been looking for, because I know Edwards Hilaire has struggled inside the inside the five, especially. But we don't need him struggling tonight because we need him to give me some big points for the fantasy. Trying to beat uh, my boy Paulo this week, but I don't think it's going to happen. Putting up putting up a couple of speaking dubs, into existence, duds. You know, I'm manifesting it. I manifest manifest destiny. You know. Uh, but the NFL is the NFL and is the NFL. And I think that's what we got. We're getting our storylines. We yes. already had our injuries. And, you know, the one thing is for certain after this week, the Jets suck. Yep. That, 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 I think if you take one thing out of this week, it's not that Tua Tagovailoa got in the game. It's not that the Texans blew a lead. It's that the Jets suck and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's something all football fans can get behind. Mm-hmm. And, and they, everyone liked that. Everyone liked that. And if you're Trevor Lawrence, do you just refuse to go to the NFL? I know, uh, I think it was Greenberg said something like this. He was uh, he was saying if the Jets continue to lose like this and they go 0-16, if you're Trevor Lawrence, do you just go back to, to school next year? Just right. take that extra year with Clemson, win the Heisman again. I know. I mean, do you, uh, that's enticing to me because I don't want to go to play for the Jets. I, I don't either. I don't, I don't know they anybody that no does future. Wanna. I mean, geez. you could have you could have said before the, there's at least the appeal of playing with Le'Veon Bell. Oh, wait, no more. You get Jamison Crowder and Frank Gore, Frank Gore with the child and, that... and Jamal Adams. Oh, wait. Oh, don't forget about President Maul. Oh, wait, he's gone. Yeah. And another and quoting the late great Juice World, long gone, long gone, long gone. Hey, long gone. Juice making a lot of appearances on this. Yeah, shout out Juice, um, good guy. But yeah, I I feel bad for the Jets, man. I feel bad for a lot of teams, but it's shaping up. And we also talked about it. I mean, we talked about it last week. We gotta hope that there's no more COVID COVID outbreaks in the NFL yeah. because you're getting to a point in the season where teams aren't gonna have their they're gonna already have their bye week. Yeah. So you're gonna have to start extending the. And playoffs. are they just? Are they, I wonder if they're just gonna start turning it into a forfeit if you can't field the team because of because of COVID problems and they can't reschedule your game? Do you just give the team a loss? Exactly, because you know. They and can- I honestly don't. I don't mind that. And you know they can't shift the the date of the Super Bowl. That's already set in stone. Yeah. Or at least I would think so. You would you know, think so. Everything yeah. booked. Everything you, you only you maybe only have one week of wiggle room by not having the Pro Bowl. But yeah. I mean, they're walking a very thin rope. Very thin. Oh, rope. absolutely. Um, something that I don't know. Maybe when they go to the playoffs, they start a bubble or something of the sort. But I don't even know what how you would do that with football. Yeah, There's with so many people. Way too many people. A roster. Yeah. Um, but you know who knows. So. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be yeah. interesting if the COVID bug hits. It'll be very, very interesting. Um, and then touching after, you know, we had our first week post-NBA. Uh, we still don't know if Bronny James is alive. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, prayers up for Bronny, man. He was just trying to smoke the pack. Who knows? Um, but we do have some sad news, and that is that Daryl Morey, is, uh, he's gone. 
He's stepped He's the GM down. No more. Uh, I don't know if you saw Hump Day, but I was very distraught, and I think everyone would be distraught. I mean, the guy has been the best GM, in my opinion, to ever call Houston home. Oh, yeah. Um, I would agree. Consistent success. May not have won the championship, but, I mean, they've made the playoffs for the past seven, eight years. I I, and, uh, I, I was depressed. What was, the, I was, what was the story that came out about the Russell Westbrook CP3 trade with Tillman Fertitta? Uh, I think what, that he, wasn't it like Fertitta didn't want CP3's contract, right? Yeah, he saw he saw Russ as a more valuable asset. Where I, I think Maury didn't want that. And, yeah, you know the Rockets came so close. I mean, it seems like so long ago, but the Rockets. And you have to wonder if maybe that was the last straw for, for exactly. Maury. And then even then, so the Rockets were. I mean, this close to signing Jimmy Butler last offseason, and mm-hmm. then you would have had a nucleus of CP3, Harden, Butler. I mean, God. the list goes on and on. Just hand him the, hand him the trophy, oh. especially with the way Butler ended up playing mm. in these playoffs. Oh, it's just crazy, and so much has happened, and it's just such a, it's a sad thing to think about that. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel bad for Daryl Morey. I do, and like realistically, yeah. I really feel bad for the guy because he's done literally everything he, he can did. To try to he get a ring. poured his heart out for the he, city he of was Houston. The best GM in. The NBA. I mean, I you're talking about a guy who turned Rafer Alston into Kyle Lowry into James Harden. Like, yeah. if you look at the chronolog- the chronological order of how he made his trades, yeah, you can, you can do that with all these different players, all these different guys. And he was able to build a team. He was able to get a star player in James Harden. Even yeah. before that, you had a team that was like Kyle Lowry, Goran Dragic. I mean, these guys were scrubs, but they were good. Luis Scola, Shane Battier, the list goes on and on yeah. and on. He Kevin inherited Martin. a team Big with man. two stars in T-Mac and Yao who were just simply didn't pan out. And that's not to say that they're not legends and Hall of Famers in their own right, but they didn't, they didn't pan out. So, you know, man, it's just really crazy to think about the whole way that Daryl Morey has impacted Houston sports. And, you know, you could definitely say without him, we don't land Dwight Howard. And if we don't land Dwight Howard, we don't land CB3 and we don't get Russell Westbrook. And I could go on and on and on, but Daryl Morey, man, pour one out for him. You, you're not going to see it. whoever gets Daryl next. I mean, you're <laughs> yeah, you're getting a guy who's going to show the up Texans. and pour, and that that's really a realistic option. And yeah, I, I was I was about to say. I know that sounds like a joke, but there I there have been stories in the past week of other NFL execs saying, you know, you put that guy in the front office and. You know, even though he doesn't know that much about football, you put him around guys that know football, and that and he'll make that's going right to be a winning combination. Exactly. Oh yeah, similar to Paul De Podesta. I mean, with the A's. I mean, the guy went on to work for the Browns. Uh, obviously, the Browns have not gotten as much success as the A's have had, but um, analytics are coming into the mainframe. And if they're allowed, yeah. if the Texans are willing to embrace it and bring back a Daryl Morey and put him in Houston, I think that's very he's very a numbers intriguing. guy. Big numbers. He might not guy. be a football guy, but he's a numbers guy. And and and, and most mathematicians get the whole thing that they have no personality, have no heart. But Daryl Morey had a, a shit ton of heart, man. Daryl yeah. Morey was there for his players, bro, and oh, they absolutely. loved him. And they loved absolutely. him absolutely. So uh, the Rockets promoted—I I don't even know his name—to the Raphael title. Stone. Raphael Stone, uh, former general counsel of the Rockets, is now going yeah. to be the GM of the Rockets. And, and I know uh, I don't know if we talked about it on last week's podcast, but the other Rockets news, I guess, would be the hiring of Tyron Lue. 
in uh, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we're down to three three guys. We got Jeff Van Gundy, we got Steven Silas, and John Lucas, current assistant coach. So yeah. I think we can both say that our our number one pick would be I I, I don't know at least for me I my my tier list goes Van Gundy or uh, I'll go side. I don't know Silas and Van Gundy. I, I like Van Gundy. I I, I would awesome. love I would like to see Jeff Van Gundy paired with John Lucas paired with. I think Sam that would Cassell. be great. Um, I think that would be great. That would be if great. we can get Sam Cassell in our organization as a, a, I'd love to see him as the head coach, but I don't think that's going to happen. But if Sam Cassell can be the Rockets' next head coach, maybe exactly. Who knows? Um, Jeff Van Gundy, man. I don't know. I don't know what to think. He's a Houston about guy. That. He lives he, in Houston. He lives in Houston. He's a big fan of Bucky's. I'm sure you've seen his clips talking about Bucky's during a game, the Rockets between the Timberwolves. He just was going nuts about Bucky's. But um, the Texan through and through, uh, Houstonian. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, he he definitely. I, I feel like he knows how to run. I mean, he's called a lot of Rockets games over the past couple yeah. of years. So. Um, he knows the system he's getting into. Um, I think if we can, if we can keep John Lucas on board, that'd be great. Um, but, and then even if we get Steven Silas, I'm fine with that as well. Silas is definitely the cheaper option. Silas also, um, streamlined a system that was Luka Doncic Luka Doncic at the center or in the center of the system. So, uh, he knows how to work with such a ball heavy player like James Harden. So, um, eh, I don't know. I, my whole thing, John Lucas, he's going to be the player favorite. So he's probably going to end up maybe getting a, a higher level of maybe pulling it off and getting the role. But I, I would really it. love to see, Maybe a Jeff Van Gundy, just more of a defensive mind, because that's what they were doing in the bubble. Is they were playing a lot of good defense. So if they can go out yeah. there and continue that defensive philosophy, but also bring back the mid range and the the three pointer, um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. But um, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be very yep, interesting to see. Absolutely. So yeah, that's that's our one little tidbit of basketball news of course the offseason getting ready to start and so we don't even know when the next season is going to start we don't even know where the draft is but um that that all that being said that's basketball and we can go on to the merseyside dobby over in liverpool um it was a draw it was a draw everton played nice true and true richarlson with a costly red card almost hurt everton at the end a red card in the 90th minute um and then Liverpool seemingly scored a goal, but it was they were offside. Thank God. And Everton hasn't won a Merseyside Derby in a long time. That streak continues, but at least they didn't lose. At least they didn't lose. There you go. So quick tie. Um, who knows? I, I I find the Premier League to be really, really, really interesting when you get down to the brass yeah. tacks of it. Um, you had a team in Everton. I mean, that was projected going in not to be that good of a you know team you know they're always middle of the line but here they are uh once again them and ashton via at the top of the table which is really interesting who would have thunk it who would have thought it not i so eh, everything's really interesting right now nothing really big in tennis hockey of course in an off season so we're we're really holding true we got the world series and then we got football man world series and football it's a it's the most wonderful time of the year and we hope that y'all are having a, a good good nice start to end of your october which is kind of like flying by man it's already what the 18th 19th of yeah, october it's crazy. it's crazy we're already gonna be in november then we got turkey day and then we got a whole new year 2020 is almost Boom. over folks 
almost over. Uh, but once again, we thank you all so much for tuning in to Controlled Chaos. really means a lot to both me and Owen. Uh, you know, you always, always follow us on Twitter at Controlled Chaos Pod. And, you know, Dot Chaos Radio, check it out. Apple Music, Spotify, 30 fresh tracks every week. 15 from Owen, 15 from me on Apple Music and Spotify. You can find that on our Twitter page at Controlled Chaos Pod, of course. Wishing y'all a prosperous week. Go out and do what you want to do. Keep that same energy, of course. And, you know, just go out there and just live your best life. I ask you to do that. Have a wonderful week, guys. Have a good one. Peace. See ya. Nah, nah, nah. Who do you talk about? Nah, nah, nah. Doing everything they didn't allow. Nah, nah. Overthrow. Send the drones in. All the maneuvers. Feeling cold in. I don't need a strike back.